this is Alan Schimmelt, Editor-in-Chief of DevOps.com. And Mitchell Ashley, blogger for DevOps.com. Welcome to the DevOps.com podcast, and we have a special guest today. We have Mr. Stephen Wilson, who's the technical evangelist at CompuWare APM. Stephen, welcome to DevOps.com. Hi. Hey, guys. How are you? Very good. Excellent. So, Stephen, just real quickly, I, I... I'm hoping most, or I, I would think most of our audience knows who CompuWare is, but why don't we give them a, for those who may not, why don't we give them a quick synopsis? Sure. So CompuWare APM is one of the uh, leaders in uh, performance management software, uh, and we're unique in the fact that uh, we really cater to performance across the entire life cycle. So it's just more than monitoring. It's really managing the performance of uh, applications. Interesting space. It is a lot, a lot of players in the space. And Stephen, what about your particular role? Yeah, so I'm the technical evangelist uh, at CompuWare. So basically, uh, I look at the market and uh, and then I take and fit into the market kind of how our software can help really drive some of the leading uh, IT changes that are going on. Particularly, my focus right now is around the mobile space, uh, but I spend a lot of time in, in the DevOps space, which is something that I'm really passionate about because I've both developed in my past and also been operations. I grew up uh, cutting my teeth in the basement of my, uh, of my uh, house uh, when I was eight, you know, and then I uh, ran a computer store. I, I started as a help desk employee and uh, really kind of worked my way up into level one, level two, level three operational support. Uh, at one point had over 1,500 JVMs under my control uh, and then made the, made the jump into doing performance management uh, software. I was a, was a uh, sales engineer. Uh, for a couple different companies, and uh, and have, have been at CompuWare for about the last four years. So you've seen a few application performance problems in your day, I take it. <laughs> uh, I, I I have stories that would it would vastly outrun the length of this podcast. <laughs> sure, absolutely. So Stephen, you know, speaking of being a blogger at, on DevOps.com, as is Mitchell, so are you. That's right. Surprise, surprise. You, I think you've put well. You've put up a few articles, but the one most recently was was really a, a shout out to testing teams everywhere. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's funny because uh, there's been a lot of talk, especially on the ops side of the house, right? They're really focusing on the ops and DevOps, and and even they're saying, oh, we need to get developers together. Um, but a lot of times, especially when I'm out on the road and talking about this, I, I get a lot of testing people that go, I really don't like that word because that basically says that I'm out of a job, uh, that, that I'm mm-hmm. not really valuable and, and that really they can just get rid of me and, and everybody will be, be happy. Uh, uh, and, and when I really started to investigate and look at that, that kind of premise, uh, I started to re- really see that um, I think we're just we're, we're missing the boat in, uh, in what the role that uh, testers and, and QA folks uh, will really play in how IT transforms uh, to a more of a, a rapid delivery, this kind of continuous delivery, continuous improvement uh, kind of uh, lifestyle, really that DevOps lifestyle. They're the ones uh, that really understand how software moves from development into operations. 
uh, and also understands how, uh, how the performance of those applications impact that movement from the developer's desktop uh, to, to operations. So it, it, they really are kind of the glue that sticks things together. And that was really kind of the essence of, of the post that I released, which was to kind of say, hey, guys, I know we're focusing on ops a lot, and we're talking a lot about what DevOps is and the three ways and all those great things, and those are all important conversations. But we really need, if we, when the rubber hits the road, and to coin Gene Kim, when the horse wants to grow a horn, uh, you really need uh, the, the testing community to really be on board because they're going to be the ones who are really going to give you a lot of knowledge and information to help drive this forward. Absolutely. You know, Mitchell, I, I, I listening to Stephen, I, I think <laughs> back to our still secure days mm-hmm. trying to do automated testing and the, and the, and the expense of, of, of bringing in machines to automate our, you know, ourselves yep, and building versus, labs. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh man. But, um, you know, it's funny, Stephen, you, you say that I've, I've actually heard people stand up at dev conferences and say, we don't need no stinking QA. And, there's, you know, there's no better way to lose friends and make enemies than to threaten someone's livelihood. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I, I completely uh, agree with, with that. I mean, it, it nothing is going to derail this culture change more than, than trying to alienate any one group to further somebody else's cause. You know, uh, I talked right. to, you know, we, I'm Kevin Bear, who, who you guys had a, a post on here recently. I, I've talked to him on several occasions, and he talks about the fortification of IT and how that needs to be tore down. And, and nothing, nothing says fortification more than coming in and saying, my kingdom is more important than your kingdom, and I'm just going to conquer you. You know, sure. Stephen, I think there's a great analog see if you agree with this when devops kind of emerged there was this whole theme around we don't need operations people anymore developers are going to do it and of course we know that's not true it's an it's an evolution to change in paradigm about how those groups function and work and they do their jobs same thing now is kind of happening with test right we're saying oh we don't need qa anymore well that's totally not true if you've ever developed any software you know you love the testers and it's just about different things about now how do you test more resilient types of applications that developers have built into software how do you automate software testing things like that so the job may change but it ain't going away well i I agree I, i i talk a lot of times where if you think about it um dev is like the small cog on a bicycle and operations is the big cog and testing is the chain that links them together Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. if you really want to go fast, you got to have all three working in unison because they all bring different things to the table. And it really helps build flexibility and it really helps build resiliency into not only the applications, but into the process itself. It, it allows you to really start to absorb things at, at a much higher rate of speed. And so I, I feel like if, if DevOps is really going to take off, especially in the in the enterprise, right, the, the established old kind of guard, you, they're really going to be kind of out front there. And you're really going to see a lot of uh, evolution in, in that particular job skill to really drive that forward. You know, you see these job postings for, for DevOps engineers and, and those types of things. I, I think that if you're going to transform, uh, you really should just look internally and say, where are my performance engineers? Where are my testing guys that really get it, really understand it? They're usually the ones who are in the cube somewhere you know, lofting their ideas about how they could do it 10 times better if they only had the power to do that. 
It seems like the uh, kind of the second way and the third way are great areas for testers to focus on. Things about what are the continuous loops, feedback loops that you can get into software that testers can leverage, and how do you put the metrics around and measurement in it to really help development and ops function more productively. Oh, absolutely. I, I completely agree with that. In fact, they even kind of float into the first way when you're trying to understand that system because they they understand that so well as how it moves through that they could be a great source of saying, here's how raw materials move through the chain, and here's where all the rubs happen when they come into my world and they leave into the real world. So there's there's a lot that they're going to do, and, and I think at the end of the day, what you're really going to see is a stretching of their function to where they're embedded in the development teams mm-hmm. and they're embedded in the operational teams. And if we were to think that DevOps is really the practical application of the scientific method, what they really are is the scientific facilitators for all these experiments. They're the ones who are that, that operations comes and says, well, what happens if we throw 15 instances into the cloud? Well, the testing group will say, well, let's try that out. Here's how we set that experiment up. And mm-hmm. but conversely, in the development, they're saying, well, we want to add these new features and functions. The testing team is going to be the ones that say, okay, well, this is how we're going to make sure that it doesn't you know, impact anything from a performance and from a change. And here's how we're going to document all that stuff. And it really becomes like the, the QA guys on the factory floor with the lab coats. They're walking around just testing and randomly pulling samples and validating that as the assembly line moves down the, the path, that everything is checking out all along the way. And when we talk about push-button configuration in DevOps, guess what needs to be tested and needs to be run by the QA team? Yeah, and I agree totally with you about embedding that within ops and dev. Really one continuous process with groups that are embedded with each other. And it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, it's really how the unicorn is going to grow the horn is right there. It sure is. Um, Steven, let me I, – I, we've got some time here just a little bit, but, you know, one of the things in, in reading your article is, is this concept of continuous test testing, you know, and, and to me that, you know, is part of the continuous delivery kind of uh, paradigm that, that we shoot for within this. But really, is, is, that, is, that, is that part of the paradigm we shoot for within continuous delivery? Do we have continuous development, continuous testing, continuous security, continuous selling, continuous, you know? I, I, think, I think when you get to that point where you talk about this environment of uh, experimentation and learning, that, you, you know, uh, when Toyota... You know, the big secret about Toyota's methodology was is that they turned everybody into little scientists. And, and if you've ever spent any time with a scientist, they're always curious. That is just a natural outcome uh, of, of what will happen with this whole uh, shift in IT culture. You know, Toyota, what they did was is that they turned every person on the floor into a little scientist, always trying to tweak, always trying to tune, always looking for that, that, that shaving of a, of a millisecond or that shaving of a, an extra step. And I, and I think that when we look at all this continuous testing, continuous deployment, continuous improvement, all, all those things are just natural outcomes of everybody really having that practical application of the scientific method. They're saying we're going to continually test because we're, we're going to continually improve and, and we're going to continually Im- implement new features and functions. And so it's a cycle that never ends and you get into that ability to have that 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 culture of experimentation and learning because everyone's going, well, let me experiment on that. And, the, and we go, well, good. 
Well, if, if any good experiment needs to be measured and tested and validated, whether it's uh, a, a pass or a fail. And, and so we, we just have to do that as part of just what we do uh, to, to bring new features and functions to the market. Absolutely. Hey, Mitchell, we're about out of time. I'm going to give you the last question word here. Uh, if you were a, a QA person, what is uh, what, what advice would you give to someone in QA who may be threatened or unsure about DevOps and how they should position themselves to jump into DevOps and become part of it? That, that's a great question. I would think the advice that I would really put in, in their hands is to say, you know, be bold enough to stand out and be up front. Uh, uh, look for those opportunities where you can help uh, improve. Start to build those relationships, both with the development teams and the operation teams, because it's those particular folks who, who understand how the whole thing works, how the whole picture works, will be the ones who will be uh, most important as companies start to start to shift. Because I think we're going to see a little bit of a disenfranchisement when we when we figure out that automation isn't the end all be all, and that we actually have to do real work uh, to mm-hmm. get this thing going, and we really have to put science forth. And I, I would also suggest them starting to read some really good books like the Phoenix Project, uh, like the Goal. Uh, to just get this understanding of constraints and, and how process flows uh, so that when that time comes, they, they're just going to see it for what it is. Great advice. I definitely agree with you. Very cool. Gentlemen, we, we are, as always, over our time limit. <laughs> um, Stephen Wilson of CompuWare, thanks for being this week's guest on the DevOps.com podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. We'll have you back on again. Keep up the great blogging on on the site, by the way. And um, Mitchell, great another one in the yep another one another in the one can in the bag. <laughs> yep. Thank you guys. Appreciate uh, it. Okay. You. This is this is Alan Schimmel for DevOps.com. and Mitchell Ashley. Thank you for listening. Stop, stop, stop.